my name is Paul Smith. I represent one of the two respondents in the uh, Hastings Christian Legal Society case that will be argued on Monday. Uh, it is uh, r- r- my, r- my client is Hastings Outlaw, which is the gay student group at Hastings Law School, working with the Hastings Law School itself. Uh, the case involves a policy instituted by Hastings, a, a state-run law school, limiting the types of student organizations that it will choose to recognize officially and will fund through subsidies uh, coming out of student activity funds. The policy that Hastings has is entirely viewpoint neutral and says Hastings will fund only those groups that agree to keep their membership and, and potentially their leadership open to all students in the law school, regardless of their status or their beliefs. The policy was challenged by the Hastings Christian Legal Society group, a student organization that wanted to exclude students who will not subscribe to a very specific statement of faith or who uh, are engaged in unrepentant, as they say, sexual behavior, including gay sexual behavior outside of a marriage. Um, The uh, respondents in this case, both my client and Hastings Law School itself, of course, do not deny for a moment the right of any students in the law school to form any group they want to and exclude anyone they want to on any basis. That is what the First Amendment provides as a right of expressive association. But the right to expressive association does not give the right to be subsidized, paid for by the government when you form your organization. Government can impose conditions on its funding of private entities as long as those limitations are reasonable and viewpoint neutral. And here, the Hastings policy is entirely viewpoint neutral. It applies to political clubs. The Democrats have to accept Republican members and vice versa. Hastings outlaw, my client, has to accept people who oppose the uh, agenda of greater great gay rights. Uh, It applies to religious organizations, the whole gamut. Now, there have been efforts made in this court to suggest that the policy is not across the board and is designed to target uh, fundamentalist Christians, etc., but the stipulations in the trial court on which the case was decided in both the district court and the Ninth Circuit make clear that the policy applies to all student organizations and simply says that all organizations have to let every student who wants to join the organization. The policy uh, is not only viewpoint neutral but reasonable because it reflects an educational decision to fund those groups that allow dialogue among students of differing points of view It also reflects a a, a feeling that students should be able to participate in all groups to which their own money has been contributed when they pay into the student activity funds. Now, some may disagree with this policy, and certainly schools could have a different policy allowing uh, subsidized and recognized student organizations to limit their membership, but it's hardly a a constitutional problem that Hastings has decided to impose this viewpoint-neutral limitation on its funding. Again, CLS remains free like any other group of American citizens to establish itself and limit who may participate. And Hastings itself helps them to do that by letting them use facilities at the law school for their meetings and in no way inhibiting their operations. So this is not a case about censorship. It's about a policy limiting which groups a state entity will choose to fund. And the line drawn is not problematic, even though CLS chooses not to comply with the requirements of the all-comers policy simply doesn't choose to become an organization that fits the model of an organization that allows all students to join. Now, if Hastings had no subsidies at all, simply didn't have this kind of subsidy program, one would not say that it is engaging in censorship. The fact that it now has subsidies doesn't mean that it's engaging in censorship simply because some student organizations choose not to comply with the viewpoint-neutral requirements that it has imposed.
ultimately, this case represents one skirmish in what's going to be a long-running effort to determine when religious organizations have a right to be exempted from non-discrimination requirements and when they do not, particularly non-discrimination requirements with respect to LGBT citizens. Um, but each such controversy, and there are going to be many of them arising in the future, must be carefully examined to determine which side of the line they fall on. Here we're dealing with a limitation on a subsidy, not a law mandating, any, mandating anything, and the limitation is viewpoint neutral. Other cases will be different. Clearly the government has no business telling churches or prayer groups or a lot of other religious organizations they have to admit non-believers. But if the government instead says to all groups that they want to, that if they want government money, they have to remain open to all students, that's a very different matter. And we submit it does not create significant First Amendment concerns. Thanks.